When you plunged the knife into me, you also began bleeding. My wound became your wound, didn't you know? Love is a double-edged knife. You will suffer the way you make me suffer. Rupi Kaur. Once again, featuring Rupi Kaur, because she is amazing. Yeah, she's really good. Stephanie introduced me to Rupi, and uh, I love it. Yes. Yep. She's a poet, and she fucking knows it. Snaps, snaps, snaps. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Not In Our Will. I'm Danny, And I am Steph. And we're two women in our 30s navigating the trials and tribulations of life. Raw, real, and ready to motherfucking talk. Today, <laughs> we're talking um, We're talking about domestic violence. That we are, my friend. That we are. Um, I was saying, I mean, it seems somewhat, I mean, it's never appropriate, but right now, domestic violence is really in the forefront with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Yeah. Did you watch that at all? I mean, I I'm kind of a big fan of Twitter, so Okay. I get all my news. I didn't know you were a Tweety Bird. I am a, I'm a bit of a Tweety Bird. <laughs> oh cute. Oh, wow. So I mean it I feel like it has been blasted Everywhere. on literally Every. any fucking social Platform, media for sure. that you open. So yeah, I, I did. Um my boyfriend watched a little bit of it as I was working. Um, so I kind of like overheard just the tiniest. So mis- what do you amount. know? What did you hear? What do you know? <clears throat> I know it was a defamation trial. Correct. He was suing her yep. because she made him look like a bad person. In so the she headlines. wrote an op-ed mm. in which she uh, did not ever mention his name, mm-hmm. but there was a timeline that made it very clear to a reader. Who she was talking exactly. About. So she countersued, saying that no, and also uh, I think sued him for defamation mm-hmm. as well, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, just a bunch of rich people fucking suing each other. It is, but I think it's more than that in a way. I think the way that it was publicized, it makes it just a bunch of rich people. Mm-hmm celebrities type thing but I think it was important I think from watching it like I've never been a fan like not that I'm not a fan but I just never really cared about Johnny Depp at all Mm -hmm. and to be fucking honest I didn't even know who Amber Heard was yeah I mean she I feel like she was a B-list celebrity until she married Johnny Depp not gonna lie I did I respect Johnny Depp a lot in his career like in the characters that he can play he's very typecast like a tim burton-esque actor so i mean i respect that from him but uh yeah i don't know so my my point was is that i didn't really care Mm -hmm. i just really don't um but I was very intrigued. Cases like this, like I was the Casey Anthony case, if you ever watched that, mm-hmm. like back in the day, that shit, that pisses me off. But anyway. Yeah. It's an interesting case for sure. It's, yes. It's, it's very interesting. So he, um, from watching it and watching him, you've, you, it's like you either fell in love with him again or you fell in love with him. And it's not because it was publicized. It's because you're listening to him fight for his life mm-hmm. and his career and his um um like what he his persona and ev- just everything about him because she has gone and made these very heinous claims against him mm-hmm. of domestic violence mm-hmm. and as a man he did not 
nobody listened to him. Yeah, nobody yeah, heard yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's I mean, gonna believe her, and that's. That I was, don't necessarily agree with you, though. Okay. I think that I'm not saying either right or wrong. Personally, what I get from it, I think they're both toxic. And uh, they for for sure. good for each other. And that's just what happened. Yes. But also, I think they're both great actors. That she's a good actor? Well, maybe I didn't watch. Maybe she's not a great actor, but okay. he's a great fucking actor. So who knows, right? Like, So what, is, what does the acting have to do with that, though? You can sit in a courtroom and act. Ah, you can no. put on a fucking performance to save your career, to save your life. Interesting. But beyond that, Stephanie, there were countless of other people, not actors, Absolutely. That, yeah, that very much mm-hmm. vouched and made... There was so much proof and evidence that she was, in fact, the mm-hmm. abuser in yeah, the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do agree with you. I don't think it necessarily was... Main, just her yeah I there's think, sure, yeah. i'm sure I there's think, moments he had but i think yeah i think when two people get in a toxic relationship it's the back and forth i mean maybe she wasn't in the right by trying to sue him in the first place the first time yes and you know what well, i mean she, she, claiming that he was the only one abusing her claiming all of this stuff where you know she was doing the exact same thing to him maybe not physically but manipulatively like oh. emotionally and manipulatively yeah but you know what I mean like I think that the both of them just yeah I don't know yeah you're not wrong it didn't work it didn't work but in just it brought to light and there was a really interesting point um there was one of the um witnesses was a guy I can't remember his name I apologize um but he was they went to like a trailer park Hmm. Uh, they, it was like a fancy Hollywood type trailer park and he was like the owner or something like that right. and so he testified because Amber Heard cla- uh, said that there was a, an issue there and uh, he trashed the place blah 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 mm-hmm. so they brought him in to say whether he did or not right. which he says no there was one broken sconce everything else was fine there was no yelling and he said to be honest mm-hmm. I heard her do the yelling which a lot of the people said I heard yes, her I heard yes, her yes, yes. I watched her throw I did I, blah 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 but what I what was really interesting about him was he started to go on saying that it was very clear that she, well, I can't remember the exact question, but that she is the abuser because I've been in a relationship like this. I've been a victim and I know what it's like. And they obviously cut him off right away yeah, because yeah. it helped. But it just, I'm just so curious of how many people, how many men, excuse me, just can't. Mm. Or how many people in any sort of community, LGBTQ, black, whatever, indigenous, mm-hmm. like that just can't say mm-hmm. what's going on and what's happening yeah, behind I, closed doors. And unfortunately, I think with a trial like this, mm-hmm. yes, it's good that it's showing that a different perspective that women can be abusers too. Yes. But at the same time, it makes people afraid to speak out. Because they're seeing the backlash that Amber Heard is getting, that Johnny Depp got in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. seeing all this so that it shuts people up. It shuts people up. Why Why the fuck would you want to be? But like, again, this is what's happening. This is what's happening to me. I mean, I know they're famous. That's the so thing. Like getting it, the publicity and all of and that. It's, tenfold. Garbage, like it's a lot more, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, 
I mean, this is this is the thing. If you don't feel safe speaking out, I would never encourage you to speak out if you don't feel safe. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. Whatever makes you feel safe. And I know sometimes it's hard to push yourself to do that, but um, I think keeping it in, in sometimes mm-hmm. is just as painful mm-hmm. and just as hard. So I, I think it's, you know, this is the thing. He it, he does have a voice. So mm-hmm. he's he's been forced. He didn't want to. That's mm-hmm. a thing that you he made very clear. Like yeah, this yeah. is not something that he wanted. Mm-hmm. There's literal voice recordings of him saying it didn't have to be this way mm-hmm. to her privately. Right. Yeah. She made it what it was. Mm-hmm. And and so in this specific case, I mean, I'm happy that he's speaking out. He felt forced, but I think it's important even again so if they don't want to listen to johnny the fact that that one gentleman mentioned experiencing this as mm-hmm. well that's how two piece mm-hmm. pull that absolutely you know it's yeah there. yeah yeah it's hard i think for anybody to to speak about domestic violence in any in any sense right emotional physical abuse like anything yeah right? so it's good to at least have the topic on the table yeah maybe the topic being on the table in this circumstance wasn't in the right way right um but it's good to see it from both sides right because a lot of the time it's a woman saying i've been abused yeah. i've been abused i've been abused and then with misogyny and you know it's easy to be like yes i've been abused but with a man it's so much harder you know it's so much harder um you mentioned being in a relationship with somebody that was a narcissist Mm -hmm. oh yeah big time and do you because i mean something that was also brought up in the case and i might because i'm so this is my like Mm -hmm. going point right now i'm using it as my marker but uh you know they talk about they had um uh I don't know if they were, I can't, therapist, psychotherapist, whatever, they were, I should probably have written it down, but, (laughs) but these were women that were talking about the different types of abuse. Mm -hmm, So, you know, when people think of abuse, a lot of the times it's, you, you're thinking physical always, Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. beyond that, emotional, mental, um, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a, a stress it's a, somebody else causing you harm mm-hmm. on a co- consistent, consistent basis. basis making you feel not like yourself yes draining that draining energy, energy from you yeah so with that being said you being in a relationship with the narcissist explain kind of if you yeah i mean at first it's all fucking love bombs right yeah it's a real thing it's the a real lo- thing and then once you in- introduce them to your family friends they push those people away so for they th- make you feel like you're crazy like it's just so many different things so like any type of little thing will tip them off yeah right? and in case people don't know what what's a love bomb um it's when you first meet somebody they promise you everything they give you everything they're the perfect perfect partner right random gifts sometimes random gifts, uh, gifts all the time narcissists yeah. are great at gifts yeah fucking great my ex used to give me gifts all the time yeah and then he would use that against me right be like oh well, i bought you this what do you bring to the relationship? Mm-hmm. You haven't paid for anything. Mm-hmm. Not true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a lot of different things. So love bombing, yeah, it comes really quickly. Um, you get swept up into it. You're like, oh my God, this is the perfect partner for me. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's all these little nuances that come up. Like, oh, I, you know, you had a few too many drinks. Now you're an asshole. That's mm. weird. Right? 
right? There's a nuance. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, I got a really big test coming up tomorrow, but you got too drunk and now you're being an asshole to me saying how awful I am. Yeah. Like, these are all things that I went through, right? Yeah. And at the time, when somebody love bombs you at the beginning, you're like, well, this maybe this is just a one-off. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. such a perfect partner. Mm-hmm. They were great for me. Yeah. It makes, it's, it's, it's a it's a tactic. It confu- a tactic, it yeah. confuses you. Exactly. Like it doesn't Yeah, I mean uh yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm I hate people sometimes like, you know, I I just yeah. um do you think so again, using the Johnny Depp trial as a, a a marker. So they talked about now diagnosing that one uh, Curry, mm-hmm. Dr. Curry diagnosed Amber from these several tests that she performed that she has I think it was borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. and uh, something with an H disorder so another yeah. type of personality disorder both driven by aggression aggression yeah so <clears throat> do you think that most abusers would fall under some sort of yeah yeah mental yeah absolutely illness? absolutely I do um, maybe some more than others. Yeah. Um, and some are very smart with their words. Like mm-hmm. narcissists are very smart with their words. So they make you mm-hmm. feel like you're the one mm-hmm. that has all of these issues. You're the one making the problem. Yeah. Right. But when you take a step back and when you get out of a relationship like that, I remember just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this person literally made me feel like shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Got so drunk. Like, he never hit me, but he was mean. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. I remember he would just, like, leave and sleep in, like, random places. He would storm off and just be, like, ridiculous. But Doing the the martyr. Exactly. And then I would raise my voice because I would get upset. But then he'd be like, you're abusing me because you have raised your voice at me. Gaslighting right yeah so then it's like well what am i supposed to do i'm just supposed to sit here and take it right so there's certain things like in terms of the johnny depp and amber heard trial maybe if she was the one raising her voice maybe there's a reason why Mm. right so there's things like that for somebody who has been abused like that Mm -hmm. makes me kind of wonder a Mm -hmm. little um just because it gets to the point where like you don't know what to do yeah you're so stuck like how long were you stuck there like a year on long, and off that's a long time on and off though because it would be like great and then all of a sudden something would happen a few instances where he absolutely pissed off my entire family my yeah. entire family are amazing people yes so to piss them off is how'd you do that in the first place gave him a second try had which piss, they were not happy they about. were not happy about and i had to like you know please and that happened a couple times yeah right and then same thing with like my best friends like my best friend Kristen saw it three or four times like right in front of her mm-hmm. right in front of her mm-hmm. so i mean so and then going off of that like why was it so hard to walk away from that when you was it did you see it at all like what i didn't like i did i did see it i was like well this isn't making sense this isn't how i should be treated but then there was times where it was like of course there's amazing times he was very attentive yeah he like i said he loved bomb he would give a lot of gifts all the time he would go out of his way to like plan extravagant things because he knew exactly what i liked 
so that he could fucking use it against me. Right. Right. So it wasn't love. Mm-hmm. It was him knowing it was a, it what was a to do. Yeah. So that every time he like he was an awful person, I would come running back. Yeah. Right. So it, it's just it, it's bizarre. And I, I'm a steadfast woman. Mm-hmm. I'm a very strong woman. I never, ever thought I would be in that sort of circumstance. So it just goes to show it could literally happen to anybody. Yeah. So. And so a lot of the times you're in it and sometimes it's too late. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kids, marriage. Yeah. You buy a house with somebody. You move, you move in. Get a you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, oh, fuck. Can't leave now. Yeah. Right? You can always leave, though. Just an FYI. You, you can. And when you do, you're going to... It's going it, to... I think there's like a transitional period <clears throat> that's so fucking hard. Yeah, absolutely there is. And it depends on the person on how long that's going to last mm-hmm. for you. <clears throat> depends on the situation. Depends mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it gets to a point where I think there's people with good hearts, right? And you want to think that the person that you're with and that you've chosen to be with has a good heart too. And I think that's where a lot of this comes from. I think that people who are in relationships like this, the abused can be forgiving because we want the best. Mm. Not only for us, but for that person. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So... There's little strings, I feel, that are connected. And then slowly but surely, they get cut, yeah. right? Until, you can't. Until it's hanging on by literally a thread. Yeah. And once that's cut, it's gone. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? It's regardless of it being, you know, a bad situations a lot of times it's like a, it, it's a weird comfort and there's yeah. i've learned the new term of trauma bonding and that's exactly exactly it right it's almost addicting yeah like it's that rush of like ooh, there's a fight but then we'll make up yeah you know what i mean so yeah. like sexual the sexual relationship was always so good because yeah. it was like so much tension and yeah so much push and pull which is natural for a sexual relationship mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But not in that way, right? Right. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. So that, I think that's also what keeps people in it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've experienced a trauma bond, not from, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know how to to generalize my last relationship. It's a lot of ups and downs, and mm-hmm. I do love mm-hmm. him very much. He's a good good person, but we've had some yeah, hard times. absolutely. Um, but I think definitely there was a feeling of trauma bonding. There was absolutely trauma bonding for sure. Um, in in a very emotional, like it was an emotional sense. It's not necessarily abusive or anything. It's just we were just like so emotional about every Everything. little thing. <laughs> and then I feel like you guys were able to lean on each other for yeah. a lot of those things. Which I and mean, we were, those things were not good things to go through. No, but we're I both don't very understanding people. Yes, so I don't think there was any abuse right. in that in that way. I think there was just maybe. Um, I think it was emotionally abusive, emo- but for both of us, yeah, what, yeah. no matter who brought it on, I think yeah. it was just emotionally abusive. So, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, I he never did the the mm-hmm. narcissistic things mm-hmm. that you went through, but it's interesting how you could still be in somewhat of an abusive relationship, yeah. and I'm sure he'd yeah. say the same thing. However, yours probably wouldn't. No, say, no, exactly. And there's a- he, from his perspective, 
I was the one. You're the who bad guy. Did everything. Oh yeah. Wrong, right. For sure. He never. He never could say sorry. Right. Ever. Yeah. I had to ask him to t- so, say sorry to people who I loved dearly. Yeah. Yeah. Who he absolutely pissed off and like. Yeah. Broke bridges. We're done with him. You know what I mean? Like crazy. I'm going to read some statistics or we're going to just talk about it. Um, So approximately every six days, a woman in Canada is killed by her partner. That's crazy to me. That's very sad. Do you think COVID played into this? Yeah, absolutely. I think I I remember at the beginning of COVID saying how I'm literally scared for any of those mm-hmm. children, people, yeah, yeah. abused. I mean, in a lot of homes. people were forced to be at home, stuck all the time. So yeah. you didn't have that escape outlet like your work or your workout or going to see a friend. Depending on your abusive relationship, some people don't even allow that. But yeah, still, exactly. You know what I mean, like. God, can you imagine? But that's another thing. That's another abuse being so controlling. It's not, you know, absolutely controlling. You can't wear that. You can't hang out with this. I remember my ex would be like, "Your friends don't love you. Oh, your friends aren't like they're yourself. Your your friends aren't there for you. Like you have the worst relationship with people. Can you like? And I allowed that to happen. So this is what I'm saying, people. It can fucking happen to anybody. Yep. Like it's and. Everybody paints a beautiful picture on the outside. And I always, one of my favorite sayings is you never know what happens behind closed doors. For sure. Because people can look super, super happy. Yep. And be not happy at all. Yep. Or people can look super, super miserable. And behind closed doors, they have a great fucking relationship. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Gender-based so who is most at risk of gender-based violence? So gender-based uh, happens in all communities, cultures, and faith groups at every age and every income group. About six in 10 indigenous women experience some force, form of violence in their lifetimes. Yeah. Indigenous women are killed at nearly seven times the rate of non-indigenous women. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares. It's More than that. six in ten Indigenous women have physical or sexual assault been sorry physically or sexually assaulted. Six in ten. Six in ten. That's sixty percent. At some point since the age of fifteen, compared with more than four in ten non-Indigenous women. So regardless, that's insanity. So forty percent and sixty percent. According to both police reported and self-reported data, younger women are at much higher rate. Mm, That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, big time. Women with a disability are three times more likely to experience violent uh, victimization than women living without a disability. Do you remember reading about that case where um, a man who was like a PSW in like a long-term care home had raped one of the um, uh, people living there, one of the women living there. She got pregnant. She was like non-responsive. I did not know about this. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah. She was non-responsive? Like she couldn't really talk or anything like that. She was non-responsive. So he had gone in and raped her and she got pregnant. (laughs) So yeah, she couldn't talk or anything. Non-responsive. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. That is so fucked. 
Oh. The world is a crazy fucking place. <laughs> Immigrant women may be more vulnerable to domestic violence due to economic dependence, language barriers, lack of knowledge about community resources. Newcomers traumatized by war or oppressive governments are much less likely to report physical or sexual violence to yeah, authorities. Yeah, because they feel it's not that bad. I don't know if it's that. I, it might be that they've experienced or had Worse. that. Yes, as well, but also maybe the police or um, government or things did not we're help the ones, them. In, or were the, were the ones doing it. Doing it or not helping them really? or just uh, regardless, it's trauma. Like, that's another thing. If you have experienced trauma, sometimes trauma you go again, for... Yeah. yeah, when you have to do it all over again, you you're you're stuck you're you're yeah. it's just like getting out of a, a traumatic relationship trying to get into a healthy one yeah you have to relearn a healthy fucking relationship right yeah it's insane women who identify as lesbian or bisexual are three to four times more likely than heterosexual women to report experiencing spousal violence interesting i would think that would be not I don't know. I feel like lesbian women have, um, first things first, it takes a lot of uh, guts to come out, right? Yeah, in general. And to, and to be your, in your own body and mm -hmm. who you are meant to be. So I feel like maybe that plays a role. They're not. They're no longer afraid mm. of that kind of thing. That's okay. So maybe I don't know. That's that's yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. Transgender people are more likely to have experienced violence since age fifteen. Mm. More likely to experience inappropriate behaviors in public, online, and at the uh, at work. Three in five transgender women experienced intimate partner violence since the age of 16. Wow. It's almost like, I don't know how to say this, but it's almost like the partner preys on them because they already know what, how hard their life is. Like going through something like right. that. Well, they, they're, they're, um, I Do you know what I mean? Like it's, for sure, it's um. I, I want to say the word weakened but it's not because it's, it's really not. one of the strongest things that Absolutely. you can do but I think that that comes with so much self um, like self esteem issues and like you're just yeah. scared to just yeah. be in your own skin that you are weaker and more um, open to people kind of pushing you down yeah yeah because everything is it i mean you're doing the best you can in a really scary fucking world that yeah. some a, a lot of people don't it, like i under i completely understand it and it is hard to word it the right mm -hmm. way but yeah i mean fuck i don't know the, the, this kind of just grinds my grinds ears oh my god no. imagine <laughs> i need the, the i need the pen right? for work tomorrow so <laughs> Um, okay, let's see what else. <laughs> Studies show that when um, racialized women report violence, their experiences are often taken less seriously within the criminal law system. Mm -hmm. And their perpetrators routinely receive less harsh punishments. Of course they are. And that's just, um, that's our fucked up judicial system yeah absolutely 
I don't honestly, yeah, minorities just don't have a fucking voice or ha- have the voice that they need to have. Yeah. Or they deserve to have. Yeah. And it's it's fucked up. In Canada, racially racialized sex workers, including black, indigenous, and other people of color, as well as visible minority immigrant and migrant workers, face severe health and uh, rights inequities, and concerns have been raised regarding racialized policing and barriers to report violence to the police. Fear of authorities is amplified among racialized immigrant sex workers who often face discrimination, language barriers, privacy concerns, and precarious legal status. Indigenous women face 12-fold greater odds of being murdered or missing relative to non-Indigenous women, and these odds are exacerbated among sex workers. Research shows that decriminalizing all aspects of sex work is necessary to remove legal barriers and punitive policing that restrict sex workers' access to recourse and safer occupational conditions and dismantle the belief that sex workers are unworthy of protection. They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. Sex work is a fucking job. Dude, you know how I've I've been looking into selling my feet and shit, selling my underwear. Listen, okay. I mean, this wasn't necessarily the episode we were going to talk about, but Danny and I have a funny fucking story about that. What about like not necessarily sex work, but I got this um, DM. I think we talked about from a sugar daddy. I think we talked. Did we already? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about Mr. Sugar Daddy, and it wasn't an actual thing. No, but anyways, yeah, no. Listen, I don't know. Sex workers deserve a fucking pension. (laughs) They deserve a union. They deserve twenty five dollars an hour plus tips, if not more. I mean, I do. Still a job. It's It's a job. Still a job. And think about it in this way, because a lot of people discriminate against it for some fucking reason. Think about it this way: somebody's doing this honestly difficult work. Yeah. Like rusty old man. Nobody wants to suck your dick anyway. You're lucky that this pretty little woman is doing it for you, or this pretty little man, or whatever it may be. And you're getting paid good fucking money for that Mm -hmm. most of the time. Most time. Yeah, but then there's the issue of the person who is paying for the service feels like they own that person. Oh, yeah. So they can hit them. They can whip them. I mean, there's different types of sex work where that is allowed with certain words and with certain, you know. But that's BDSM, consent. Whatever, consent-wise. Yes. Right? But unfortunately, a lot of the sex, sex workers don't work in those types of environments. There's yep. very little environments where sex workers can work and feel comfortable. Right? Yep. God damn. Yeah. Damn. God damn. God damn. But yeah, we're going to sell our uh, feet pictures. Uh, feet, uh, if you want. I, Crusty underwear. Yeah. We're going to fart in jars. Whatever you want. $25. Let a us jar. know. 25 More? Yeah. Well, it depends on the fart, I think. True. If yeah. it's a beefy wet one, like mm-hmm. 100 bucks. Could be. They would pay. I think I, certain I mean, people will some pay. Some people would pay. Some people would pay. I mean, I listen. Comment down below if you want to shit on someone's chest. You know, like people are into some like crazy stuff. And we've so, talked about that. Why yeah. can't we do that, Stephanie? Because I I'm afraid to poop on somebody. I feel. You think you 
I would not want to poop on somebody. That's not my thing. But think about that. Somebody wants that. Somebody has a fetish of wanting that. and Nothing else. And there's a person, a sex worker, who's like, okay, I'll do it for you. I mean, I wish I was that. You should say thank you to sex workers. I wish that was my job that I could just fucking shit on people. There's fucking cuddlers. (laughs) You pay for cuddlers. I mean, I get it, though. A nice cuddle. I mean, I get you maybe not so much would no, not enjoy yeah. that, but I'm like, uh, I love a good cuddle. Love Anyways, good cuddle. back to... Yeah, back to domestic <laughs> violence. It's not funny. No, it's true. Aren't men just as likely to experience violence? So all violence is unacceptable in any effort to... And end violence is wor- and any effort to end violence is worthy. Of course. However, statistics would indicate that women, girls trans non-binary people experience violence at a higher rate than men um women self-report violent victimization at a rate nearly double that of men even after controlling for other factors such as age other individuals characteristics and experiences the odds of being victimized are 38 percent higher for women than men Mm. this difference is largely due to women's higher risk of sexual violence the self-report research that also confirms that some face elevated risk of violence, such as women with disabilities and people who are lesbian, gay, and bisexual. Mm. A large majority, 79% of those reporting intimate partner violence to police are women. 67% of people who experience violence are women and girls. So it's, I mean, obviously it's not that it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um... I read somewhere here. I can't exactly find it now, but there was, um, it's a factor of, um, I mean, it, it would be hard to say, like, this is the thing. Sometimes when people think about um, equality uh, and feminism mm-hmm. in those two combined, it's that we genuinely want everything to be equal. That's not the thing. We don't want everything to be equal, equal. What we want is to be treated equally. So mm-hmm. does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like yeah, you yeah. don't need to give me exactly what they have. You just need to give me the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I would I feel naive to say that or ignorant to say that it of to me most men are going to be stronger than I am. Physically, yes. Physically, yes. Emotionally, no, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. But physically, yes. It's so just in their nature, and that is a factor and a fear of that women do carry on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. So I have this argument or discussion, I'll say, with my or debate or whatever with my ex about it a lot, and we try to you know combat each other on equality and this idea right, right, of it, right. um, and. You know, he's like, well, I've been in situations where I've been scared. And I'm like, but who have you been scared of? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you scared of? Yeah. Well, it was a guy. And I'm like, that's exactly. the point. Exactly. Very rare are you going to find. And now there's definitely scary women. Go back to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Like that is she's yeah, a scary woman. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. it's there. Um, but it would be silly to say that 
men aren't stronger therefore we we're we're in fear more i don't know it's just literally evolution and biology right right it's human nature men are also more violent more men were the the hunters women were the gatherers it's just literally how have evolved yeah right there's obviously going to be the in-between of some people's bodies may not be as strong Mm -hmm. or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be but yeah i feel like 80 percent of the time you're scared you're scared you're scared like there is this one artist um i'm trying to think of her name right now oh it's a musical artist but she talks about how we as women have to walk with our keys in our fingers yeah. at night mm-hmm. because we're so afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Kind of th- Courtney Barnett. That's the artist. That's a musical artist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just that thing. Like you you're walking in a weird area at night. You're afraid. But then again, it can go either way with any sort of violence. I feel. Like, women can hit men, too. For sure. And men can be so not know what to do. Like, if your partner is hitting you in any sense, it's scary. I'm curious to know, because I'm going to be... This is my experience. I'm not speaking for everybody. When If I'm scared, I am scared because I'm afraid of a man or an animal, depending on the situation. I am not going to be walking the streets of Toronto scared of a woman. Like, that's just how I feel. Really? Because there's been some crackhead women that I have walked by. But and I'm like, well, even, she's crazy. I don't want to mess with her. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair right? enough. Fair enough. Right? There are some crazy cr- crackheads. Yeah. Even uh, downtown St. Catharines. Oh, God. Scary. Yeah. Very but what are they going to do? Yell at me? and Some of them are fucking crazy strong, dude. <laughs> some of them are crazy Look at Eleven strong. from Stranger Things. She could fuck your shit up. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Should we have a Stranger Things episode? Yeah, episode? we probably should. I'm should. obsessed. If you don't know, pop culture in general, we can talk about the TVs, TV shows. Oh yes, I did want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're experiencing six so if you're experiencing any sort of domestic violence, um. I think we've already done the whole thumb. And we the, did. And the, hand, and the fingers over your thumb, fist. That's a thing. Um, before we end, I that kind of reminded me of something. So have you been seeing, um, like, would you consider domestic violence? And this might be stupid and, again, ignorant or naive. The children? Like or is that does that domestic? Call, I think domestic it's just violence, child. It's just partner and intimate spouse, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that would be more child abuse or abuse in general. Like this domestic abuse means like Inter- I your think your partner. And I think when we were reading, when I was reading the statistic, it very, it very clearly stated many times intimate mm-hmm. partner, intimate partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, domestic well, like you're creating a home, like you have a home yeah. with this person. Yeah. If you are experiencing anything, we'll link down below um, some resources, excuse me, some resources or um, some websites that you can visit. <clears throat> we did talk about this, as we mentioned, the, the our finger, um, the signal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, there's a, a great um, home, the women's shelter yep. in Niagara mm-hmm. as well. If if you're feeling out of sorts, um, I'm sure literally like reach out, just try. I know it's hard. Yeah. And I know when you're in it. It's not that easy. Doesn't feel like you are. Yeah. But I can promise you that when you're out, your life will change. On that note, who's our musical guest? Or so our guest. Mu- <laughs> Once again, I wish. <laughs> Every fucking time. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay, because I truly wish. Like, imagine, like, here's a tiny concert. But, no, no. Um, so the musical artist today is Jessica Lee Mayfield. Um, so she is an American singer-songwriter from Kent, Ohio. Uh, she's known for her ominous songwriting, plaintive minimalistic style that draws on country slash rock. She was born in 1989, so she's a year older than me. Uh, she began playing and writing songs at age 11. Um, her newest album, well, I guess it was not super new but it came out in 2017 it's called sorry is gone so basically uh, jessica went through an abusive relationship and pretty much every single song on this album will strike a chord if you've been there um so give her a listen and here she is (laughs) but anyway on that lovely note Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for your support all the time. Um, Follow us. Like us. Subscribe. I don't know what the what, what it is. Yeah. Either way. Yep. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's boogie. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Talk about